from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the G and Ursula Show. It's the 11 o'clock hour. And you know what? I'm going to nickname this hour. What's that? Recess. It's for you. For me, it's the most stressful. Really? Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Top. Wait a minute. Top stories at 9 o'clock is not the most stressful? No. Wow. Because I know that I know in the top stories intimately. At 11 o'clock, it's always a crapshoot because Chef will come up with questions that I may not fully be prepared to answer. Oh, I get it. Ursula's the research teacher that you tell on when kids get in trouble at recess. That's why she doesn't like it. So let me get this straight. In the top stories, when it's real, like, hard-hit news, I'm in my element. You're in your element. I'm the least prepared. (laughs) And then in the 11 o'clock hour, right, where you don't know what's going to happen, I'm still the least prepared, (laughs) and this is my wheelhouse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Bingo. What's what's up at 11.30? (laughs) Okay. Coming up at 11.30, there is a story involving SPD, and I guess the question is, if you sue your boss, should you be surprised if there's retaliation involved? (laughs) Well, that is at least the allegation. We'll get to the bottom of that coming up after Heather's newscast at 11.30. I think sometimes you want to talk work stuff on purpose. No, don't yeah, do. don't read into that one. Yeah, do. Don't read into that one. But uh, I'm just curious. All right. All right, agree to disagree. Brought to you by Garden Roofing and Gutters. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at it. Baseball spring training has begun. Players wearing snazzy new uniforms. Okay, they're not snazzy. Players have universally panned them. One reason: the new Nike uniforms that are lighter and meant to provide more mobility as well as dry faster. They're just a a little bit see-through. If you look at virtually any photograph of a professional baseball player from this season, you will be able to see through the pants to the pockets. I don't know if you've ever owned a pair of said pants. I have. I never wore them in public. Gee, my my question, though, is... um, I think we've probably all encountered this at least once when we see someone in public Mm. wearing stretchy yoga pants. Right. Mm-hmm. And you may be able to kind of see through. Mm-hmm. If you see that happen, mm-hmm. do you approach the person and tell them? What? No. <sighs> not, my name is not Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> no. The messenger always gets in trouble. I just mind my business. I don't take a picture. I do all those things. I mean, but Ursula, there have been times that I have seen those pants that you might, they might look a certain way. And maybe you listening right now, you know what I'm talking about at home in your room. In you look dark. at it in the dark. You're like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to wear those. I haven't worn them in a long time. And then you go to the gym and it's super sunny and the sun's shining through and you're working out. Might do some squats. Might do some lunges. And, and it's like, whoa. I didn't now, know he was going to wear a thong. Here, here's my question. Yes. If you are the person who is now exposing your nuggets to everybody. What? I just... <laughs> Do you want someone? Do you want someone to let you know that your jewels are being exposed? <laughs> right? Yes. The answer is yes. Well, how would so? How how would you? 
How I, would I, you I, say, because you're good at this, how would you teach someone to approach someone that either has their nuggets hanging or something like that. How would you? How would you? I didn't say. You, <laughs> you did say nuggets, though. Yes. Okay. So, um, I would suggest maybe finding someone, maybe finding another woman to approach that person. If it's a woman who's being exposed, I can see where it would be uncomfortable for you to go up to that person. Right. But find someone who could share that information and, and do it subtly. Without the point of further embarrassment, yeah. but to, to be able to address it. Because one of the th- worst things for me is I hate it when I come home and I realize, oh, my gosh, I have chives in my front tooth and mm. no one said anything. Mm-hmm. Or uh, one day I came out of our restroom and, you know, and, and you, we don't have a whole lot of time to, to do our business. <laughs> toilet paper hanging from your, your foot. It wasn't toilet paper, but it was like my skirt, skirt was stuck in my nylons. <laughs> Tucked oh, in. Really? Yeah, tucked in. And thank God another woman saw it and stopped me. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you. So I don't go walking around. <laughs> I got a picture. No, you don't. <laughs> no, because, no, because thankfully that person stopped me before I got very far. Uh, I have had to have the conversation. And by the way, mm. um, I, I, I've shared the story on the air before, but I'll share it again for those who didn't hear it. We used to have... Many, many years ago, when I was a manager, mm. we had an extremely attractive exchange student from Italy. Okay. Gorgeous young woman. Mm-hmm. And there were, she would wear thong underwear that you could see the thong underwear mm-hmm. exposed in the newsroom with certain positions, you know, if, if she was bending over or whatever. And there were men in our newsroom, I won't name names, but I know exactly who they were, were, you know, looking, chuckling, you know, sending each other messages, et cetera. And I'm like, sending That's each other messages? Not okay. Oh. So not only did I confront oh. those men who were doing that, but I had to talk to the young woman and, and, and tell her that, that, you know, again, not with the intent of embarrassing her, yeah. but you don't want to. Let that continue. So absolutely you need to let someone One thing know. I love about doing this show with you, <laughs> Ursula, when it comes to topics like these, you're always going to have some nuggets. Uh, <laughs> Chef? <laughs> you, uh, by, by the way, the, the entire oh, everybody in the Pacific Northwest is rolling right now. Somebody texted in and said they spit out their coffee when you did that. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, some of the things, especially lately, Ursula, you be saying stuff that I'm just like, I know you did that on purpose. Oh, no, you did that on purpose. Can I just like, can I keep you on retainer, Ursula, for all the difficult conversations I need to have in my yes. life and the conversations? Because like, you are a master. I am a coward compared to you. I ain't telling anybody. Uh, let's move on to uh, election season. And if you're anything like me, you received a presidential primary ballot in your mailbox. Ursula, we are just being asked to select a presidential primary preference, Democratic Party, Republican Party, Trump or Biden, uh, is this a ballot that's okay to skip sending in? Because we have a lot of conversations about the importance of voting. Yes, I will never encourage you or say it's okay not to participate. So I would strongly encourage you to vote. Do not take your right lightly. It is a right and one that I believe you should exercise every single time. Is that so, really nope. what that is? That really what that is on my so I, I have a specific place. I just got it in the yep. mail on Friday. <laughs> 
and I got it, and I put it in my place, and then I always have my time where I get her. So quit laughing. Uh, uh, sorry, but the text you, messages you are going. Yeah, 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 sorry about that. You over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, chef, I always put my little my little st- uh, ballots over there, and then I have a certain time on a Saturday morning where I have my coffee, and I fill it out. So I was today years old when you let me know that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's to determine, let people know if I'm Democrat or Republican. Yeah, and in, in which uh, candidate you would prefer to vote for uh, Washington. This is the one ballot you'll receive in Washington where you have to declare a party preference. I know a lot of people take umbrage to that. Yes. Uh, but I, I mean, I had this conversation with my wife. She like filled this thing out immediately. I was like, why are you bothering to fill it out? Yeah. I mean, this is a meaningless primary in our state. Like there's nothing, nothing that could happen to make it so that Joe Biden does not win this. Period. I don't use that, though, as a reason not to participate. And I don't think you should encourage her. Good for your wife. I know. She's she's a much more, I don't know, morally grounded I'm, person. I'm with, I'm with I, I just want to say this. There's no, I'm not going to say what to do or not to do, but I just want to say I didn't know that's what it was. I don't like it. So yeah. Go ahead. Starting this year, <laughs> you want to read that one? Because, Whatever's got you rolling, you better read it. Because everybody has taken this time. Look, let's just clear the air right now. People are texting in from work, pulling over on the side of the road. They, Ursula got people crying. Oh Somebody texted in and said, it's no, so it's no longer words to live by. <laughs> it's is, Ursula's nuggets. nuggets <laughs> <laughs> we still talking about McDonald's? Man. <laughs> I need to find more topics that Ursula can work euphemisms oh. into. That is the goal. That is like my goal oh, for this week. Oh, okay. Anyway, happy Monday to y'all. Okay. All right. I'm moving on to the serious, more serious, serious. topics. Yeah. Uh, this year, for the first time, parents can take money out of their kids' college savings accounts and put it towards their retirement tax-free. So if you meet some qualifications, up to thirty-five grand can be taken out of your kids' 529 college savings plan, and you can transfer that into an IRA account. You don't pay the penalty. You don't pay the income tax. And this is the question that I, I, I was thinking about this morning. We briefly discussed, G. Uh-huh. There's a lot of parents who, who are having to make a decision between saving for their own retirement and getting their kids through college. Mm-hmm. If there is even a question in your mind as a parent, do you put it towards yourself or your kids? Uh, forget them kids. Mm. My, my, myself, like this, like this. <laughs> <laughs> so this topic right here is, I believe, very subjective, and I think this is personal to what you want to do exactly. as a family. Um, I will never be against someone saying. I'm putting or we are putting money aside for our child's education. I will never be against that because I do believe education, right, in anything is important, meaning to learn, to learn about it. So no matter, there needs to be continued education. You're, it's never going to be a time where you're like, okay, I've learned enough. That doesn't exist. So I'm always going to be for that. Now, I do believe, Ursula, because we've talked about the shrinking of the middle class, you have less and less people with the ability to put aside money for their children. But some of us also subscribe to the forget them kids. (laughs) Um, I think most financial planners would tell you that you should be 
leaning toward your retirement versus the kids' education. But again, mm-hmm. it also depends on what you have going on. And that's where you said the subjectivity mm-hmm. uh, plays in. You know, depending on what your financial situation is, I know that we made it a priority, but we also had help. And that's a very important part. We also had help with our children's education. So it did not take away from our ability to save for retirement. Sure. And I'm, I'm going to just say it again. From the first day that you have a job that offers you a 401k or any kind of retirement plan, start putting away that money now. Yeah. yeah. Because it comes faster than you can even imagine. And, and go for the max so that you get the maximum free money from your company. Yeah, uh, I have not. I've not even had this conversation with my wife because I've been. It's been in the back of my head because you know I'm 40 years old. Uh, probably didn't really start doing any kind of saving for retirement until I was 30 or so, and I've always had in the back of my head just thinking, hey, uh, based on where I'm at financially, I don't know what retirement will look like. I don't know if I will be able to retire. Like, if the cost of long-term care, if the cost of housing continues to climb, mm-hmm. it, it seems like insanity to me to be saving for our kids' college. Like, and I'm not even kidding. We put the money away, but personally, I feel like why would you? Ever try to take care of someone else's education, which is a bonus, right? Being able to retire, being able to afford housing when you're 70 or 80 years old, that is a necessity. And education is not a necessity. There's also no guarantee that your kid is actually going to go to college, that they will need to have college, that if they do attend college, they're going to do it between the ages of 18 and 22. What if they go back when they're 30 yeah. and you really need that money? Then? Well, um, in the case of our boys, both of them have leftover funds from their college. And so, I mean, either they can use that for further education or we or they take out the money at some point. Um, but again, I would emphasize the retirement because you also don't realize we live a lot longer these days. And when you don't have the proper retirement planning, I'm just telling you, I've seen it firsthand. <clears throat> it makes life very difficult. Yeah. Okay, uh, last last topic here in the brief amount of time that we have left. Uh, Ursula and G, I am seeing that the, the Golden State Warriors, they collapsed. 16-point loss to the Denver Nuggets. That just happened last night. <laughs> Do you really want basketball back in Seattle? Or is that just, just a flimsy to... excuse to drop it in one more time? You just wanted to say Nuggets. <laughs> By the way, I just want to say, if there are any Major League Baseball players listening, you know what I fully advocate for this year? I advocate for every player to wear novelty underwear. Like, big hearts, Superman. Like, I want to see superheroes underneath those uniforms. If you're going to have see-through pants, at least make it entertaining for the fans. Gee, is there any kind of dress code on, like, what they wear underneath the uniforms in professional sports? I mean... You know, I want to talk to the, uh, my, my, my my seniors out here. Y'all remember back in the day? You remember we wore the old, we wore the jock strap, right? You remember wearing the jock strap with no draws? You know what I'm saying? You just wore the jock strap, just like that, and it protected everything. That's what happened. So that's what. So then you see if it's see through, all you see is the straps right there, Ursula. 
that's just written. What do you call that? That the little the, the crease that, that, that connects okay, your. Okay, don't uh, even. You're you're trying to. I'm no, no, no. There's a name of it. The crease between your buttocks and your thighs. No, I'm being serious, y'all. Oh you can look gosh. that up. There is a name, Chef. I can't believe. Is it a clef <laughs> or something like that? I was a gluteal fold or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but that's where you know what I'm saying. That's where that uh, that's where the uh, uh-huh. jockstrap strap uh-huh. would hang out. At. So you don't want that exposed either. I mean, you say, but it was normal to see that. Yeah, you would see those kind of things. So a lot of times you see this jockstrap really in baseball. Because when I played baseball back in the day, seriously, you weren't even allowed to play unless you had a cup on like you weren't even yeah. allowed to play baseball at all like they wouldn't you, you couldn't even be in a game without think, a cup i think that's still the case isn't it i don't know i ain't you think the new uniforms bring in more female fans <laughs> i don't know have to check them out <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know so <laughs> ursula you had you, the 11, the, the 11 o'clock ahead. hour belongs to you <laughs> still ahead. i told you yeah i i, I worry about the 11 o'clock hour because i cannot control <laughs> the things that come out of my mouth <laughs> hey coming up at 11 30 um should you expect the same type of treatment from your employer if you decide to sue them we discuss that next gene ursula Ursula Show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this Monday morning. It is February 26th already. Oh my gosh, the month is almost over. 888-973-5476-888-973. Cairo, that is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. It has been very busy this morning, and I suspect maybe it's going to get even busier with this next topic, which is, if you sue your boss, should you be surprised if you end up getting treated differently? And the reason we're asking this is because of what is going on in the Seattle Police Department. So two months after Captain Deanna Nolette sued SPD and her boss, Chief Adrian Diaz, she has now been moved to the night shift. Her attorney calls it a retaliatory act aimed at intimidating other women in the department who've also experienced discrimination. Again, she was uh, she'd already filed this lawsuit before the demotion. Chief Diaz's personal attorney, Ted Buck, tells KUOW that Nolette's claims are wholly unfounded, and he says the chief's overt support of women in departmental leadership has been clear and consistent. So for a little more background, Nolette is a veteran Seattle cop. She's been there for 27 years. When I first started working here at Cairo, I remember she was uh, in media relations. So she was someone we talked to quite a bit. Mm -hmm. She was assistant chief until July, and then she was demoted to captain and now the night shift. Mm. Well, how about this? I can't specifically speak on this. Correct. I don't I don't know yeah. what's going on in Chief Diaz's heart, right? But let me just speak on first people that make decisions in all corporations across the country are human. Meaning they aren't they aren't a robot. This isn't AI. So sometimes how you feel about a person 
whether you like them or not, not not have anything to do with the job, can weigh in to your decision on what happens to that person. The next thing that I want to say, Ursula, is when we are talking about dealing with HR or we're talking about any type of suing your employer and things, the one thing that really stands out to me is the whole HR thing. Because HR gets in the same paycheck signed for them as we, the employees, do, right? They get their checks signed by the employers. So HR, in my opinion, across the country, really isn't on the employee's side. Let me just say that again. HR gets their paycheck signed by them. Now, I believe in my heart, Ursula, if you sue the company that you're with, there's probably a good chance that they are going to feel a certain way about you as an employee. Now, not saying that they're going to put it down on paper, not saying that they're going to tell anyone, but they're going to have a certain feeling about you and they're going to look at you differently. So most people, and according to this text, like Mr. V texted in and said he has filed a lot of lawsuits against employers, and I ask how he was treated after that. He says that uh, it was always after he quit. Yeah, that's what makes this one a little bit different. She's still in the department. She's still within the department. She's suing, uh, and apparently, according to her attorney, there are several other women who have um, also talked about their own experiences with gender discrimination. The the tough part for SPD, given everything else that they're going through, is that the Seattle De- Police Department is doing its own what they call 30 by 30 initiative where they're looking at trying to get more women into the department. And as part of this, remember, they had that research done and they did interviews with female employees at the department about the working conditions. Sure. And it came back and it was not pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had to report on this. Sure we just talked about it within the last two weeks mm-hmm. where they said, yeah, there's very much a good old boys club within the department. They talked about sexual harassment within the department. And at the time, we said, you know, kudos to them for at least looking into this issue. And, you know, you can't improve unless you acknowledge that there is an issue. Mm -hmm. Now, in this case, how awkward is it that you've got someone who, by the way, she also, I believe, ran for SPD chief. So she ran uh, for the same position. She's there. I mean, they would have to be completely stupid Seriously, dumb and to, to to be this flagrant about it. If if in fact, if in fact she was demoted, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. because of the lawsuit. I think because okay, I'm sorry, but after 27 years, if someone puts me on the night shift, I'm out. Right. Like no, that's that is an absolute right. demotion. But I, should you have to quit your job to sue your boss? Right. No. I, but I think, but it's very awkward. But but it's I, be but very I, uncomfortable. But I think these lawsuits. I've I've learned this from doing our show. Most of the time, when we are talking about current employees suing their employers, it's usually not from private entities. It's usually public. It's usually city or county yes. government. We She's talk had a, a lot l- more protection protections than we would have. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Uh, we are. Yeah. We are at will. <laughs> if you if, if you sneeze incorrectly. Basically, you could potentially lose your job. Right. Now, this somebody texted in, and 
I wondered if I'd make somebody upset with it, and I apologize if I did. Uh, they say, oh, gee, I hate it when people say that about HR. We get paid to mitigate risk, and sometimes mitigating a risk is telling a manager that they're wrong or firing a manager for being a bad manager. It is very true. Okay. I think that... Oh, go ahead. Are you going to say something? Well, I mean, I, I think that your ex- exposure to HR is... I want to say somewhat limited. You've shared, you've shared your. No, 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 no. I think my exposure to HR is not just necessarily me. Just, I mean, I'm forty something. I'm in my almost fifty years old. I've talked to a lot of people about this topic right here. You and I, we just said a second ago. I think that in county and city government, yeah, there's more checks and balances and notes. Yes. But when you start talking about private, yes, and HR. But Come this, on. yeah, this HR person, would you agree? I mean, I think HR also there, I mean, you have to also mitigate the risk for the company and you're working on behalf of the company. Sure. So, yes, I could be telling a manager, manager they're wrong or firing a manager. But again, it's in the best interest of the company, too. That, that, that's the, especially say that again. It is their job is to first make sure checks and balances are in place for the company. Their job is to protect yes. the company first. Yeah, yeah I, don't, imp- I, I don't think I have. I think I have a more generous view of HR, but I, uh, but I think you are right in in many ways. In that, again, it leans toward we've got to protect the company, and in doing so, make sure that our employees are treated right. That's all I'm saying. So, so if the tie in baseball, chef, the tie goes to the runner, right? So what if there is a tie in the office? Who does yeah. a tie go to yeah. in this situation? Always on the side of the company. That, that's all yes. I'm saying. No, I'm not trying to make, don't make it personal. <laughs> that's all. Anyways, it's a good topic. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be having your text messages, your feedback. <laughs> what are you laughing for, Ursula? Because I know where you're going. I know, just the way that big wind up. <laughs> <laughs> and Ursula's nuggets. Gene Ursula. Nurses show. Tom and Bonnie Lake wanted me to know. G in Major League Baseball, a tie does not go to the runner. In order for the runner to be safe, the runner must beat the ball to the base. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on the topic of Richard Sherman's alleged DUI, yeah. 360 says, Good morning. Recovering alcoholic here. He needs to realize that he is an alcoholic and he cannot drink at all. 
then he needs to help other alcoholics to stay sober. Mm. Anonymous in Seattle says, I had a family member who was jailed for a DUI. I told his mother, good, he won't kill anyone driving drunk if he's in jail. The family member stayed in jail for a few months and finally stopped drinking and driving. Richard Sherman, he needs to go to jail until he stops his drunk driving, or eventually he's going to kill, injure someone else. And then he, or someone, sorry. And then he's going to jail for a long time and have to live with that guilt. And uh, again, we also shared that there were a lot of people who were questioning why we were even bringing this up as a topic. But on the G and Ursula show, you should know by now that we hit up those uh, very difficult conversations, even if it involves someone we know. Burien City Council member who confronted homeless people camped outside her condo, 206, says, it's so surreal for me to live in a world where this city council member is the bad person. I'll be throwing an even bigger fit if there is a tent set up outside my house. Mm. 425 says, if you're a city council person, you don't get to speak as a homeowner. You are a city council person 24-7. On Ross, Dress for Less is blasting music in downtown Seattle 24-7. Natalie and Olympia says, good grief. Hearing about the Eye of the Tiger dilemma reminds me of my sophomore year in college at University of Washington when I lived in Washington Square, which is right behind the Fiji frat house. Worst year of my life, the Barbie Girl song on repeat 24-7. Natalie, that uh, you were very specific with that. I, I, I felt you on that, girl. Uh, should you tell someone if you can see the nuggets? Janet in the two hundred six says, "I'm laughing my butt off." Ursula, you're a gold nugget. Okay, four two five says I'll never be able to utter the word nuggets without thinking of this show. Love you, Ursula. Joe. <laughs> okay, if anyone didn't hear, you can hear it on our podcast. Yep, okay? you can. Yeah. Joe says I used to work for Boeing. Some of the managers would wear white or light yellow polyester slacks and not realize that their red colored tight underwear were showing through their pants. Gigi and Edmund says I was having lunch with some girlfriends at a restaurant with high top tables and also some normal low top tables. We sat at a low table. A group of women at the high top, they were all dressed up to celebrate something. And from our position, let's just say one of the women was not exactly taught Emily Post. She was not sitting very ladylike, was also not wearing any undergarments, and also does not believe in any sort of... (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, read it, Ursula. Personal hedge trimming, if you will. It was so uncomfortable. One of my girlfriends finally went over and whispered to her that she might want to cross her legs. The woman was mortified, but she said, thank you so much for telling me. And that's the point of my story, too. What, the hands trimming? No. Wait. (laughs) Wait. Sometimes people don't realize what what they're exposing, and they would rather know than not know. Okay, real quick, though. I say on this show, I admit when I learn something every day. Um... Emily Post? Yeah, that's the I, I manners, ne- Ms. Manners kind of thing. Oh, I never I never yes. knew that. Yes, etiquette. Oh. Yeah. Ladies should sit with their legs crossed. Never, right? never heard that reference before, but uh, glad you read that, Ursula. Uh, and Chef set you up. Topics <laughs> topics we don't want to discuss. I ain't ending on that. I'm sorry. Let's go. We'll keep uh, moving. Uh, what is it, what is lower, cl- lower middle class in Seattle? Kai says, a lot of people like myself don't understand how much things cost because we bought our houses 15 years ago and keep getting raises and enjoying the life. We don't understand how expensive it is because we're still paying a cheap mortgage. Kai? Ooh, 
Kai, that's some of the best stuff you've ever texted in right there, brother. <laughs> uh, child marriage on the way out in Washington. 253 says, my sister was 17, her husband 18 when they got married. Now they're in their 30s with two great kids. I don't see the problem. Jan says, my parents were 16 and 17 years old, married for over 60 years. If a young couple wants to marry, who gives a crap? Oh, boy. Couldn't they wait? Okay, 360 says, my sister was married. Oh, my goodness. Lo- wait, wait. We got a bunch. A lot. Oh, wait, real quick, Ursula. A lot we of did. people in support of being able to marry before 18. I was shocked on that. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to make sure that you know we heard you. On scenarios, mm. I refused to buy a T-shirt at a concert because a tip was required. My girlfriend called me cheap. 425 says, time to trade in your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ursula. It's time for <clears throat> Words to Live By, brought to you by Wilcox Farms. Uh, and so this one was a... Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Uh, real wisdom is not the knowledge of everything, but the knowledge of which things in life are necessary, which are less necessary, and which are completely unnecessary to know. I just wanted to give my little nugget of wisdom. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> You couldn't help it. Nick, what do you got, bro? How much does it take to be in lower middle class? Do I need to earn a fortune or a second job to pass? Maybe help a high school rep with newly needed camera work for the times when players lose their cool and fighting starts to lurk. But for umps who need a camera, it's not used for stopping fights. There are need for players' trousers that are made too thin and light. And for players that don't have a change of pants or are just plain lazy, just be sure to hide your nuggets so our Ursula won't go crazy. Don't forget, <laughs> it. Don't forget about the trinkets and tchotchkes, too. Shout out to Goodfellas on the text line for that bad boy. Oh, man. Oh, I love y'all. <sighs> Nick, I just hope that when you guys listen to the show at the end and you listen, yes. Nick sums up the show. Yes. He encapsulates the entire three-hour show just in, in his one poetry. One little nugget. One little nugget. <laughs> <laughs> and he does that while doing a multitude of other things. You have to remind people that that's not the only thing he's doing. So, Ursula, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Uh-huh. I have a meeting in South Center at okay. 1 o'clock. Okay. You know what I'm about to do? There's a McDonald's right there on Strander that I'm going to go to. You're looking for those blessings. I, oh, no, I'm about to give me some nuggets. I ain't going to lie <laughs> you to you. going to dunk them? <laughs> yeah, you know, some sweet sour sauce for I... sure. Got to. All right, y'all. Hey, the Jack and Spike show comes up next. I'm sure they're going to be coming, giving you guys some good stuff, letting you know what's going on between 12 to 3. Uh, we'll be back here again tomorrow. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. Be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody. We can move all night.